Good evening to you all and thank you for joining us once again for the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. I'm not sure if you can hear the showers of blessing outside my studio, but I've waited as long as I possibly could before starting recording, waiting for it to stop. My friend Helga suggested that we could have used You Can't Stop Rain From Falling Down. Well, perhaps we could have, but we thank God for all the weather, don't we? It'll be good for the roses. My old nana Harry used to sing, God made the sunshine, God made the rain, God made the wind and snow. Any kind of weather, that's all right for me. Yo, ho, 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 ho. (laughs) Seriously, though, I do want to thank you all for listening. And also for those of you who continue to send me messages, either on Facebook or through email, with feedback and even ideas for future meetings. Thanks also to those who've been in contact to wish and pray me well again after I overdid things a few weeks ago. Let's get straight into that army spirit once again now as we sing with great gusto, clap our hands and wave those flags and tambourines and sing song number 991. More wonderful words from the pen of Colonel Catherine Baird. We're in God's army and we fight wherever wrong is found. A lowly cot or stately home may be our battleground. We own no man as enemy. Sin is our challenged foe. We follow Jesus, Son of God, as to the war we go. Thank you. 
Oh, that's such a good song. And my thanks go to the Hammond family of Derby Central Corps. That's Ian, Kerry, Eleanor and Jack Hammond, who've been sharing a great ministry from their own home right the way through the lockdown, playing tunes to an appreciative and well-blessed audience. In addition, of course, to getting some good home practice in. I'll be coming back to the words of that song later in our meeting. But for now, let's pray together. And as we pray, we're going to let our Lord know just how much we love him. This, to me, is praise and worship in its truest sense. And Commissioner Keith Banks' beautiful prayer chorus is going to be sung for us tonight by the singing company. Lord, how I love you. exactly how much we love you and you know what that love means to us the impact that our love for you has on each of our lives we can never repay the debt of love that we owe you because of what you did as a result of your own love for us and so we come to you this evening with loving thankful hearts we pray for our army that you will once again raise us up to be a mighty force for good in this world of hatred, greed and decay. That you will lead us to challenge the powers of sin and evil that so widely prevail in this 21st century. We pray that, sometimes despite themselves, you will inspire, challenge and guide our world leaders to work and rule for the good of all men, and not just for the banks, economists and the wealthy. To action their duty of care to those who cannot afford to live in this world. Those who are unable to pay exorbitant amounts for basic everyday needs, like insulin and other life-preserving medicines. 
for other basic human needs like food and water, a roof over their heads, things that in any kind of caring, loving world we would make sure everyone had, regardless of their or our religion, race or social standing. We pray, Lord, for the medical researchers, scientists and doctors who are working so hard right now to find treatments, vaccines or cures for this pandemic that has so changed the world in which we live over the last six months. Sometimes we might wonder if we'll ever be able to return to what was once normal life. But then, Lord... We ask you with open hearts and open minds, do you want us to return to what was once our normal? We may miss the fellowship of our meetings, our friends at the core, playing with the band or singing with the songsters, the singing company, choirs, or just for the songs and hymns. But we also know that this pandemic has opened up new, positive and successful areas of ministry. We thank you, Lord, tonight for Fortress Radio, for every core who are broadcasting services on the internet, prayer meetings, Bible studies and fellowship times on Zoom. And they're seeing hundreds, sometimes thousands more people being reached by this ministry than ever came into our buildings. No, Lord, we don't understand why this is happening or the ins and outs of what we're going through even why things have changed as much as they have. But we praise you for the way that the new normal is reaching out to so many people. And we praise you that people are coming to you, renewing and revitalising their faith. Sometimes that faith may have lain dormant for many years, even decades. But you, Lord, are preparing your people for the days to come in which battles will be fought in times of difficulty and with opposition that the church has never faced before. So be with us, Lord. Be with all those who need you in a special way. They may need you for health reasons. They may have worries about loved ones. There'll be others who've been bereaved, either as a result of the virus or other illness, accident or old age. And Lord, we pray for any of your children who just need to feel your loving, everlasting arms around them today. Be with us all in this meeting. Challenge us, inspire us, bless us and keep us in the confident knowledge of your saving grace. Amen. Let's sing together again now. Another bright song of testimony and commitment, this one written by Fred Fry. He was a pioneer salvationist of the early army. It's number 960 and it has that great chorus, I'll Stand for Christ.
have something very special for our testimony time this evening. Not long after I moved to Portsmouth in 1984, my parents were appointed to Portsmouth Citadel and I was returning home after three years at university, so we all ended up in Portsmouth together. Well, the officers at the nearby core, Portsmouth North, were Major and Mrs Lansley. One night, as we watched the local news on TV, they appeared on our screens, along with their son Tristan, who had been blessed by God with an amazing gift. He could sit at the piano, even as a small boy, and play back anything he had heard, by ear, not reading music. Well, I followed Tristan's progress through the years. It was quite easy for a long time as he worshipped at the same core as members of my family in Bromley. And in recent years, Facebook has facilitated an even easier contact. Well, Tristan and his lovely wife Mandy recently had their first piece published by the Salvation Army. And they're going to testify for us tonight and also sing their beautiful song, O Holy Spirit, We Pray. Hi, my name is Tristan Lansley. My parents are officers, now retired. So I've been coming to the Salvation Army since birth. At the age of four, I discovered I could play piano. I was born prematurely and due to this, have learning disabilities. I cannot read or write music down, but God gave me a special gift of being able to hear music and play it back. I can listen to a piece of music once, maybe twice, and then I can play it. God has been using my gift as I play with the songsters and congregation at Bromley Temple Core, where I attend with my wife Mandy. For the past 18 weeks, we have been doing the Tristan and Mandy time live on our Facebook page, Tristan and Mandy Facebook page every day for half an hour, bringing poetry, music and song. We have been so amazed at how God has used us to bless and uplift others and I pray he'll continue to do so. Hi, I'm Mandy, Tristan's wife. I've been coming to the army since I was two years old. Uh, my mum used to bring me along to the Banbury Corps in Oxfordshire where I was born and brought up. I grew up through the army and in 2003 is when I met Tristan at the Safe Music School which is now called Enabled. This is a music school run by the Salvation Army for adults with disabilities. We met in 2003 and we were married in 2006. Tristan has put some of my poetry to music and we have produced some songs. I've been writing poetry since I was 11 years old and some of the music Tristan's put to my poems is just beautiful. And one of the pieces we've had published, the very first song we've had published was last year in the songster music called Oh Holy Spirit. We've got a second one being published hopefully next year called Trusting All The Way. Last year I was diagnosed with breast cancer and we had a tough time last year but I have to say the Lord was absolutely amazing and he brought us through. I'm now cancer free, I'm still on treatment but the Lord continues to bless us and use us in our ministry. 
He continues to strengthen me every day and he's always been there by my side and he has brought us through so much and shown us just how much we can depend on him. As I mentioned earlier, we have written O Holy Spirit and we're going to bring that to you now. Bible reading this evening is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 1 to 13. Just for this evening, I'll be reading from the Living Bible. Don't criticise, and then you won't be criticised. For others will treat you as you treat them. And why worry about a speck in the eye of a brother? when you've a board in your own. Should you say, friend, let me help you get that speck out of your eye, when you can't even see because of the board in your own? Hypocrite! First, get rid of the board. Then you can see to help your brother. Ask, and you will be given what you ask for. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, anyone who seeks finds. If only you will knock, the door will open. If a child asks his father for a loaf of bread, will he be given a stone instead? If he asks for fish, will he be given a poisonous snake? Of course not. And if you hard-hearted sinful men know how to give good gifts to your children, won't your Father in heaven even more certainly give good gifts to those who ask him for them? Do for others what you want them to do for you. This is the teaching of the laws of Moses in a nutshell. Heaven can be entered only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide enough for all the multitudes who choose its easy way. 
But the gateway to life is small, and the road is narrow, and only a few ever find it. Our message from the songsters this evening is another bright song, one of many that the army has been blessed with from the pen of Major Howard Davis. This song of testimony not only states our mission and purpose, but it also relates directly to the Bible reading we just shared. It talks of that road to heaven that Jesus himself spoke of. You'll hear in verse 3, The road to heaven stretches straight and narrow, while the road to hell is beckoning and broad. This then is On the Way to Heaven. to heaven very soon. But I pray that each of us can truly say tonight that that other road calls to us in vain, and on our course we will remain, for we shall not lose the fight of faith if Jesus is our Lord.
I said earlier what a great song that one we opened the meeting this evening is. It's got a good tune, secular in origin I'm told, but long since converted by the army, like so many others have been over the years. When I was talking about this tune to someone the other day, they told me they loved it, but they hadn't heard it in years. What a shame. Who's to blame for that, do we think? But it's not the tune, but the words that I want us to be thinking about this evening. And thinking about them in relation to that Bible reading that we shared earlier. The words are great words, as I said at the beginning of the meeting, written by Colonel Catherine Baird. And I became aware more than ever of Catherine Baird's inspired, wonderful and powerful poetry while I was compiling the Norman Bearcroft programmes recently. Just look at that third verse that we sang. His kingdom cometh not by force, but by the gentle power of righteousness and truth and grace. He triumphs every hour. Sometimes his happy people march with banners floating high, though often in secluded ways they fight that self may die. Such an abundance of truths in those eight lines. No, we're never going to win the world for Jesus by force. That's been tried many, many centuries ago with follies like the Crusades. Oh yes, we are in a war, but it's a war now that we can only win through peace through that gentle power that the Colonel wrote about, a power of righteousness and truth and grace. For we're in a war not against man, but against powers and principalities, a war against sin and evil, a war against inequality between rich and poor, between the haves and the have-nots, a war against, and I love John Gowan's description here, Ill-treatment of all those who are marginalised by society. Marginalised by politics. Marginalised by man's own inhumanity towards his fellow equal human being. We shouldn't be defined at birth so that one person born into a family of wealth and privilege never has to fight or work for anything while another born in a gutter, ends up being forced to fight for every breath, every bite to eat, every drop of water to drink, for their basic simple human rights like an education or a place to live. That's our war! Right there, outside our doors. There are people sleeping on the hall steps in a sleeping bag that we gave them but which the councils want to take from them because they smell. There's our war. And William Booth said, I'll fight. Well, good on William. And we love him for saying it. But William Booth has been in the glory land now for 108 years. Who's fighting today? Who's in this war? Who even wants to think enough about it to realise that it's serious stuff? Will I fight? Too blimmin' right I'll fight. 
I hope you'll fight too. We're part of an army. A salvation army that used to take our fight out onto the streets. We used to march as what Catherine Baird referred to as happy people behind our banners floated high. Those flags, they look great in our halls, don't they? A lovely backdrop to a live-streamed sermon or a nice bit of acoustic dampening for a band festival in a rather echoey hall. But is that it? I read the other day of a corps who were raising money to buy a new flag. Why? Go on, answer me. Why? Is the old one getting a bit faded? A bit scruffy? Oh yes, let's have a nice new shiny flag with vibrant red, yellow and blue to go with our new carpet and the upholstered chairs. And twice a year, if we're lucky, we can enrol a new adherent under it. Or if we're very blessed, a soldier. Maybe a baby dedicated. Is that it? On Thursday, I read all about the Changi flag. Do you know about the Changi flag? It was a Salvation Army flag that was lovingly made by imprisoned Salvationists in the dirtiest, harshest, most inhumane, disgusting prisoner of war camp in World War II. But the prisoners needed to feel that they belonged. That they belonged to the army. That they belonged to God. That they belonged to each other. That they belonged to a worldwide fellowship of Christian believers. And so they made a flag out of a few pieces of red, yellow and blue rag. And more, they used that flag to witness. That banner floated high. Men came to Jesus because of that witness. People came to Jesus because the Salvationists of years gone by in your town or city marched with it floated high. The people in Bradford and Bargoyd, Brisbane and Barnstaple, Blackpool, Berlin, Belfast and Bristol. But when was the last time the good people of your town or city saw your core flag? When was the last time you had the chance to tell them of the blood of Jesus it represents, the purity of God and the fire of the Holy Spirit? I wonder, did Catherine Baird just give us a little cop-out in her last two lines of that verse? Oh, that feels a bit better, though often in secluded ways. Yes, that's more us. That's more 21st century, isn't it? We're not here to offend anyone, are we? You can't tell a man today that if he rejects Jesus, he's going to hell. We need no more proof of that than the fact that some of the most popular Christian preachers in the world today have stopped believing it themselves. God is love. So much so that he couldn't possibly condemn any of his precious children to that dreadful ultimate fate. Really? I'd love to hear some of them have that argument with William Booth or John Wesley. Or even perhaps with a Salvationist of 50 years ago. But then, they were fighting the war. Sometimes I feel that all we can do today is try to pick up the pieces that the war leaves behind. 
Oh, we're good at that. No one denies that. We're fantastic at the bowl of soup, sir. The here's some clean clothes. Oh, yes, that bit. We can still do all that, can't we? Oh, and thank God we do. Because it's needed more in the 21st century civilization than it ever has been needed before. And what a damning thing that is to confess to in countries like Britain, the USA or Australia in 2020. Wow. Oh yes, we're very good at that. But we have got so much more to give. So much more we need to give. If we're going to stop people meeting that sticky end that we go out of our way to avoid talking about, well, Jesus didn't. Look at the different translations of Matthew 7 where Jesus talks about it. The Amplified Bible says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad and easy it is to travel the path that leads to destruction and eternal loss. And there are many who enter through it. Back in the King James Version we read, Enter ye in that straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in. The Living Bible that we read in our reading earlier, Heaven can be entered only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide enough for all the multitudes who choose its easy way. Many, if not most, translations refer to destruction in that passage. You don't get much more terminal than destruction. It means annihilated, gone, utterly ruined. When we talk about getting saved, that's what we're talking about being saved from. Now, sometimes I don't wonder why the salvation meeting died out with the marching. I often ask myself, have we, as an army, a salvation army just lost our way a bit? Some might go as far as to say a bit more than a bit. I just want you to know that these are questions that I ponder myself. I'm part of this army. And so when I speak to you tonight, I am accusing myself just as much as anyone else. I just want us all to ask the Lord, are we what we ought to be? As individuals, first and foremost, for just one moment, never mind the army. This is about me and you. Am I what I ought to be? Are you what you ought to be? For if we get that right, then the rest will surely follow. I want to see the army out on the streets again. I want to see the flag pointing people heavenwards. People say to me, we can't do that now. We haven't got a band. Or like us here in my corps, we have mainly older folk in the band. Some have survived heart attacks. Others have other chronic health conditions. One of them's without a leg. We can't go on the march. Well, I ask again, what have bands got to do with it? Bands is the way we used to do it, yes. But I never started here by asking you who has a band. I asked you who has a flag. Even without a flag, who has a Bible? 
Who has a songbook? Who has a heart to do and be what the Salvation Army was raised to be? What for so long it was? And what, perhaps, it still ought to be? I pray that God will come close to each of us listening this evening. Make us aware, Lord, of the implications of your call on our lives and what that means to each of us in terms of our own responsibilities in sharing you, your love, your grace and your salvation with a world in need. As we pray individually now, we're going to listen to a beautiful piece of band music that I often used to play in my younger years. It features two lovely choruses, Channels Only, Blessed Master, and Breathe Upon Me. The words of that second chorus are, of course, Breathe Upon Me, Even Me. Make me all I ought to be. In thy mercy, Breathe upon me, make me for thyself complete. Pray then and come close to God as we listen to Channels of Blessing by George Rawlins. <laughs>
Thank you once again then for joining me this evening in this, the 16th Salvation Meeting that I've been privileged to produce for Fortress Radio since the coronavirus lockdown started way back in March. Seems like a long time now, doesn't it? The world as we knew it has changed so very much. But Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. And of course, Jesus is our friend. May God help us every day to share that wonderful news, the news of his saving power, with a world that needs him now more than ever before. My personal thanks go to all of those of you who prayed for me in recent weeks. I'm a big chap, as many as you know, but I've a rather fragile health situation that has limits that I've learned to live within. It's just that sometimes I do try to forget that and overdo things. But God is good. Thanks also to Mandy and Tristan, to the Hammond family, the Norfolk Fellowship Band, Agincourt Temple Songsters, Boscombe Singing Company and the massed forces of an Albert Hall Festival, all of whom have added to our worship tonight. Next week we're going to do something new. After suggestions from listeners and some subsequent talks with Fortress Radio, it's been decided that I'm going to produce an occasional praise meeting. And we're going to have one of those next Sunday. I shall then be starting a series of meetings based on the miracles of Jesus. I'm due to be away with my family at the end of August and then, from September, the Salvation Meetings will be continuing as normal. I will lead the first three of these each month, with a guest leading the fourth. If there is a fifth Sunday in the month, then that's where future praise meetings will find their home. I hope you're as excited by this news as I am. We conclude this evening with another great song of praise to God. It's number 391 in the songbook and it's written by the great hymn writer James Montgomery. Stand up and bless the Lord.
And now, Lord, we pray that thy grace, peace and heaven's richest and choicest blessings will be with us and stay with us all until we can meet like this again. Amen.